Be responsible with your narrative. Speak from what you are seeing on TV or you have observed yourself. Most of all, don't interact in a potential volatile situation. Sometimes being safe is better than being sensational. As you know, Jersey is the gift that keeps on giving and some of you have already asked me if I would give my opinion on the recent events that have taken place between uh, a message that appears to be from Louis Ruhelas to an Instagram account under the name of Your Moms Are Watching. So first of all, I just wanted to say that, you know, Your Moms Are Watching was very instrumental in explaining to all of us in lay terms what had transpired with pizza oven gate and um you know i love her content i have to say that she has been nothing but nice to me uh, i know she responds to her followers and um she has a way to get people engaged um you know with the content that she creates However, I do have to play a little bit of devil's advocate here because, and that's in no way, shape or form, I don't want to shade her or shade anyone. I'm not taking any uh, position here, but I have to give my opinion objectively. So as much as I would like for it to be <laughs> coming from Louis, I do have questions when it comes to um, the message on Instagram. So guys, I'm not going to recap everything that has transpired because I find there's a lot of information out there. There's other accounts and podcasters and YouTubers that have covered the story um, regarding, you know, the sunglasses, the gift card and um, the smear campaign. And if you are not aware of what took place between your moms are watching and Margaret and Louie, I invite you to go and watch uh, Dana Wilkie's um, YouTube videos. Um, she released one recently where she explains the situation. Well, she sums it all up, but she's been talking about this for quite some time. So um, I don't feel the need to recap all of that. So I'm just going to assume that if you're asking me for my opinion when it comes to this, that you already know. So we have to remember that we're coming on the tail of an, a very explosive reunion. Um, Louis was basically cornered by the cast. And when I say cornered, I say, I, I don't say it in a, in a way that it was not deserved, right? Because at the end of the day, at the finale, Louis was the one who was throwing Bodito's name out there and saying that his good friend um, brought him a folder on every single cast member. So as much as Louis wants to take it back now and say that, you know, it was in the in the moment he was frustrated and he said it, um, it's still something that came out of his own mouth, right? So I do not fault the cast, um, John Fuda, Joe Gorga, Frank Catania, Melissa Gorga, or Margaret for asking Louis quite a few times, um, you know, what he did and what he knows and what he has on the cast. Because at the end of the day, those words came out of his mouth. Now, when it comes to the message that is circulating online, 
We still have to remember that we're dealing with the internet, and I say it all the time. You cannot believe everything that you read. You cannot believe everything that you see. You can trust, but you need to verify. And if you can't verify, sometimes it's just better to leave it at that, right? Um, I will admit sometimes people slide in my DMs and give me a little bit of information about something. Um, if it's not something that I can verify or that I know for sure that I can share this um you know, with peace of mind, then I'll just keep it to myself. If someone else decides to talk about it, like, and by someone else, I mean more than one person, at least three, uh, then I'll give my opinion about it. Because if in my mind, if at least three people know, then <laughs> you have a story, right? So, um, as much as I would like to be the first person to bring that information to you guys, um, I still feel the need to be responsible with the content that we put out there. So um, I know some people just want to be like, okay, I got this information first, so I should post it first. And it, it is like that. It gets, it tends to get very competitive in that space. But at the end of the day, it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like people will do what they want to do. That's just not what I feel like I need to do in that space. And trust me, I do need uh, the followers, right? <laughs> But I'm not going to do it in that manner. So when it comes to that message, I feel like because Louis was so, um, you know, cornered and under scrutiny at the, at the reunion, I do have like some questions, you know, I have to ask myself, uh, is it like, how do we know for sure that it's him, that it's him? Like, I know there's a blue check mark and I know that there's his picture, but we can't act as if like, you know, people are not getting their social media account hacked all the time. Right. This is a real thing. Right. Like we talked about spoofing and the phone number at the reunion. So that's one thing. But Internet hacking or account hacking it happens all the time. So I don't know. And I'm just playing devil, devil's advocate here. I don't know if Louis is that naive to actually reach out to an account that has a history, right? And a negative history between him and Margaret. Because if you recall at the reunion when Louis says to Margaret, be careful, you know, do you want me to expose... Do you want me to expose that you have been playing, uh, paying, sorry, bloggers to smear us, that's what he's re referring to. There has been something going on between him, a publicist, um, Margaret, and your mom's a watching was involved. So to make a long story short, um, she warned Margaret of something. And then at some point in time, Margaret was thankful and gave her a gift card. And then she ended up buying sunglasses with a gift card. So that's the story. So I don't know if Louis would be that naive to actually send a message. And it wasn't a threatening message. I understand that she may have felt a little shaken up by it because he does call Margaret a pig um, in the message and says, you know, if you're doing good in the world, in the world, instead of accepting this bribe from that pig, yada, yada, yada. Right. So but he didn't directly threaten her. And um like for sure it's meant to intimidate, but I, I I just have to wonder, like, is it really him doing this? Because obviously he knows that 
you know, if you put something in writing, it never disappears, right? Especially on the internet. Like it takes like 2.5 seconds, people will take a screenshot and then it will be everywhere, right? So I don't know. I don't know if Louis is that naive to just reach out directly himself to Thea and say, um, or, or write something like this, right? So I think it would be smart to take the message and then if you are fearful for your safety or if you find that this person is trying to uh, intimidate you then you know just take it to your local police and ask them to do an investigation and just provide them with the backstory and just say hey this is the reason why I feel the way that I feel because I do have a little bit of a history with this person and it's not the best history at this point so I just want to verify that you know he is indeed the person that is trying to get a hold of me through my social media account right now um I did reach out to your moms are watching and as usual, she's, you know, super nice with the people that reach out to her. And by the way, guys, if I can say this, I know she has received some, you know, threatening messages from just followers or people in social media or just people that are just unhappy um with her i guess and just saying not so nice things that you know you are free to, and or encouraged to just go and state your opinion but again you know there's really no reason for insults right so anyways i just thought i would say that but um yeah so i think that when it comes to that whole situation and i have to admit that um she did send a message back in February to Louis. Uh, that message is also circulating out there. And it's a message, you know, of her saying to him that she, that he can trust her. And she basically says, you know, gives him her credentials and says who she's worked for and that she is tr trustworthy. So it, it appears like she wanted to develop some sort of like business relationship with Louis. Um, Dana explains what this means and for those who follow her or who have been close to the story you will know what the backstory to that text message is but like I said I'm not going to cover that because I tend to just stay away from very messy situation but the only thing that I would say is that you know from an outsider looking in I can understand why it would look like a messy situation or I could understand why Louis or Teresa could feel like um, someone was trying to smear them or to hire someone to smear them because you know of, of that message right from your moms are watching to Louis saying she's trustworthy she's going to see him at this event and that you know she's worked with these people and that he can trust her Louis never responded to that message back in February and then the first time that he actually responded to her or talked to her was last week right on the tail of an explosive reunion saying something like you better do some good in the world and don't accept bribe bribe money from a pig right so I guess I will say that the jury is still out we need to find out for sure um, and by we need I'm, I'm not talking about us playing private investigators <laughs> I'm talking about Bravo or you know the police or whoever needs to determine did this message come from Louis right and then they can just add it to the list of the things that you're not supposed to do when you're on a show but um 
we need to receive that confirmation first before condemning Louis and saying that he is the person behind the account, right? So, um, because Tia did confirm that she she does not know, for, she cannot confirm that it is him. She cannot confirm that it's not a hack, right? So that's the first thing. Now, there's another message that is circulating online um, where I, I guess Tia was a little bit spooked and she kind of reached out to Andy Cohen and said, um, I'm just paraphrasing here. She said, Andy, should I be worried about this message that I just got from Louis? And the reason why I know this is because we all do that message is circulating online. So uh, your moms are watching, took a, a screenshot of her sending that message to Andy. And apparently the screenshot said that Andy had read it. So, you know, there's a lot of um, opinions when it comes to that. Um, I'm just going to give you mine I in, in a respectful way. I think that, you know, if you are afraid or shaken up, and if you think that this could be a potentially dreadful situation for you, um, Andy is probably not the person that you want to reach out to first. I think that you should do what any other citizen would do, which is reach out to your local police, right? Um, putting it out there on social media, um, I'm not sure if it's really helping the situation. So um, I know she's getting some slack um, when it comes to this. And that's the reason why, um, that's the reason why I feel like I don't, I don't know if Louis would have reached out to her specifically. Like, I'm not saying that it's not him. And by no way, shape, or form, guys, do I want to defend Louis, right? Because I do believe, based on what we've seen on the show, that his character is questionable based on what we've seen on the show, right? I'm not even talking about what's out there. I'm talking about the show. But um, at the end of the day, I don't know if he would reach out to her to say this because he knows that she has a history of putting that information out there, right? Um, you have to remember Pizza Oven Gate. The reason why you know about this is because it came from her, right? And um, the whole thing about her purchasing that event um, from uh, eBay, I believe, um, that story came from her again, and then Margaret purchasing the oven from her, and we were supposed to see the oven at the reunion, and then it, you know, we didn't see it because I guess either Bravo or Margaret like kind of killed the story because it was supposed to be a surprise, but then the whole internet was aware of it, and it was no longer a surprise, so the oven never made its way to the reunion. However, Teresa did gift Andy Cohen an oven on Watch What Happens Live, right? So... I just feel like, and it's, I'm not trying to shade your moms are watching because at the end of the day, I like her content and she has been nothing but nice to me. Um, but I think it might be a good opportunity for her at this point to just kind of take a little bit of a backseat when it comes to that situation, you know, create a content based on what we see on the show. Uh, give us your opinion. Um, maybe you can give give us a little bit of intel when it comes to this or that or the other. But as far as getting involved with the drama or trying to play private investigator yourself might not necessarily be uh, the route that you want to take, right? Unless this is what you want to do. But you have to be comfortable with 
this, right? Because <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what you're dealing with. You don't know who you're dealing with. And I'm not sure that I really want to find out like that. I still want to keep it on, um, you know, the show and the cast and the drama that is happening on the show. Okay. And um, yeah, like recently... And I, I think I can talk about this because she has talked about this herself. She kind of, um, I think she shared a text message from Jenny then to herself asking her what tea did she have on the cast or what information she had on every single uh, person on the cast. And, you know, you, you could see there's a picture of Jenny then and like the check mark again. So I'm just saying like, you know, those are the, the types of situation that, they tend to be a little bit messy. And I'm not saying that Jen hasn't reached out to your moms are watching. It's very possible that she might, right? I'm assuming it's part of the game. Um, the only thing is I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure you want to disclose text messages this quickly, you know, from the cast, especially, you know, if you're trying to get information um, from reliable sources or people that are actually on the show um i'm not sure they're going to reach out to you personally or directly if they know that you will show their text messages you know when it's when when it suits you that's just my opinion no shade but i just thought i would come on and say that no and then everybody comes up with my name change you know, that's the next big scoop that they got and it's the most interesting information they have you know i changed my name because we got married in 2017 i kept my last name as my middle name so my full name was jonathan ross diatria i was raised by the fuda family i always honestly thought i was a fuda till i was in like third or fourth grade and like my mother yelled at me one day and we actually found the projects i still have them where i used to sign jonathan fuda and basically i waited a while and I finally, when I was old enough and I figured out the process and I can afford it, I changed my name. And then once I did that, it was because we got married in 2017 and I wanted to start my new family and I had the family crest, the food crest, and I wanted to start everything the right way. So I did it in 2017. I changed my name at that point to honor my grandfather, Joseph Fuda. All right. So it's, well, my that. name now is Jonathan Diatria Fuda. So for all those who think I'm hiding from my past, why would I keep my last name as my middle name um, i don't know why guys i got a little choked up <laughs> i got a little choked up listening to his explanation because for me uh this is something that i actually re it resonates with me quite a bit because um for those of you who follow me on my podbean you know i have shared this information with you before and i'm not about to get super personal when it comes to this but I have said that when I was little, my parents got divorced. And then from that point on, my dad was not in my life. So as a kid, I never really felt connected to my dad's last name. And I also remember as a child thinking that, oh, my mom is the side of the family. You know, my mom's side is the side that I know. I wanted to be everything like my mom was. I, I really didn't feel connected to my father. So I remember as a child thinking, oh, one day I will change change my last name to my mom's last name, right? So obviously this never happened. <laughs> Fast forward to when I became an adult um, and then I met my um, husband that was my boyfriend back then. And then eventually uh, he proposed and he asked me, he said, what do you feel about changing your last name to mine? 
And I remember telling him, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to change my last name to your last name. It means so much to me. And um, I really didn't feel any connection to my last name anyways. Um, so, and to be honest with you, now that I'm carrying my husband's last name for the past 10 years, I feel more connected to his last name than my original one. And I really feel like for the first time in my life that, hey, like, a, like I have like this solid like family, you know what I mean? So I don't know why his explanation makes a lot of sense and it just reinforces um, everything that I've been feeling about John, uh, John Fuda at the reunion because, you know, there's a lot of stuff right out there that people like to say and I'm not saying that none of it is true i'm not saying that some of it is true i'm not saying anything when it comes to that right however one thing that i see is a man who wants to um make a family with his wife rachel who has accepted um his son from a previous relationship and raised him and even went as far as adopting him right so Honestly, I can't be mad at that. And I, I still see him wanting to protect that peace that he has, right? So at the end of the day, I'm really happy that John came out and kind of shared his side of the story. And another thing that, um, like, I'm not sure that, you know, I'm just speculating here, but if you go online, you will see that John um, shares the exact same name as his father. So his name is Jonathan Detria. And... Um, you know, sometimes I believe his parents are divorced. I don't believe they are together. So um, sometimes in like when people divorce, things get messy. And there were also some problems on the legal front with um, John Fuda's dad, Jonathan Detria. So, you know, that information is available online. But what I'm saying is it's very possible that because he was starting a new family with his wife, I'm not even talking about housewife because he got married in 2017. He was not on the show back then, right? So um, it's very possible that he was just like, I'm getting married, new beginnings. We're probably gonna go through the process at some point to like, you know, adopting, J like you're gonna adopt Jaden. We're gonna have more children and we're just gonna be one big happy family. And I don't want maybe the things that my father like ha ha have done um, in his past to just kind of like, interfere with the family name because they have the exact same name right so i understand honestly and that's just my speculation i'm not saying that john came out to tell me that but um it's very possible that he was just like yeah you know like my parents divorce got a little bit messy i don't want people to just kind of look it up and just think it's me right because that's my dad so it's possible i don't know what do you guys think let me know in the comments i would be um interested in finding out what you guys think uh, when it comes to that so i know a few weeks ago i covered uh, the interview that joe judice did with david yantef on behind the velvet rope and at first i was quite happy to hear juicy joe talk about you know thinking of like reuniting or just to make amends i guess um with Kathy and Richie Wakili and Rosie. So just to make a long story short, Joe said he admitted to David that when he got released from ICE he, and deported back to Italy, 
Um, he was contacted by Kathy, Rosie, and Richie at the time that were also traveling uh, to Italy at that time, and they wanted to meet up with him. So um, Joe Judice was warned by Teresa not to uh, meet up with them at, the, at that time. So that was a few years ago already. Now, as you guys know, Joe Judice is living in the Bahamas. I think he still has to go to Italy, but he lives and works in the Bahamas as well. So um, recently, Richie Wakili, Kathy and Rosie FaceTimed with Joe Judice. And Joe basically said to David that he was um, open to meeting up with them and have a drink and, you know, just let the past be the past and that... Um, a good family relationship should not just be uh, destroyed because of a reality show. So um, I don't know if it's just me, guys, but at first I was really happy about the news. I was like, oh, that would be nice, especially if they were able to capture that next season, um, you know, to see maybe Kathy, Rich Richie and Rosie travel to the Bahamas and try to, you know, talk to Joe Judice and have a sit down and have a drink and something like that. I think it would have been good for the show. But now, the more that I think about this, guys, and I would like for you to let me know in the comments what you think, but um, I feel a little bit differently with the whole situation. And the reason for this is because um, Rich Wakili has uh, entered the chat and basically he posted something um, recently on, I think it was on Instagram, if I'm correct. But this is what Rich Wakili posted. He posted, No family is perfect. We argue, we fight, we even stop talking to each other at times. But in the end, family is family. The love will always be there. And then under the same caption, he says, Not for some farm animals. And then he has like this, uh, you know, kind of uh, emoji. So... <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about this, but I think it was last year or at the beginning of this year. Um, I think, um, I can't remember, what's what's his son's name? I can't remember their, their son's name, but anyways, Richie's son. Uh, I think he was doing an interview or something like that, and I can't really remember the gist of it, but um, he's, he, I think the question was, do you... Um, like what do you think of joe and melissa gorga and then he basically said oh everybody knows that those guys are farm animals so then i remember that when joe gorga and um, melissa gorga were on watch what happens live andy asked joe gorga about the comment and said hey what do you think about that right what do you think about their son saying this about you and uh Joe Gorgat said that he was really disappointed uh, to hear that coming from the son, given that he had been there for him in the past. And then he even said something like, I'm, pa I'm paraphrasing here, guys, but he said something like, um, you know, I don't miss Richie. I don't miss Richie that much because, you know, he is like, I think he called him a name. He said something like he's a POS, right? But he said, the son, I'm really surprised because I was really good and I, I have been there for that kid. That's what Joe Gorga said uh, on the set of Watch What Happens Live. Uh, I think it was this year that he made that comment or last year. 
anyways i'm sure it's available on youtube if you dig deep enough but um so now that richie has entered the chat i'm wondering is it for a storyline because now i'm thinking it's possible that behind the scenes and that is just my opinion and my own speculations guys it's possible that behind the scenes now that teresa has made up you know with jacqueline lorita and jacqueline um said multiple times that she was friendly with kathy uh, and rosie and rich wakili so i could see jacqueline and teresa trying to make this happen too right to just be like oh okay you know what we have kind of like buried the hatchet we have decided that we're going to move forward as friends and now maybe you you might want to consider um making amends with your cousin kathy and rosie as well right i'm gonna say that i'm all for it if it's genuine but my little finger tells me that it's, it's not. <laughs> if this is what's happening behind the scenes, I would not trust it. And the only reason for this, guys, is because you know what they say. They say an enemy of my enemy is a friend of mine. And up until this point, Teresa has wanted want, wanted nothing nothing to do with Kathy and Richie and Rosie. Um, we've seen throughout the show, even when Teresa would fake it a little bit and try to make up with her sister-in-law or try to make up with like Jacqueline, like fake makeup with Jacqueline or Caroline or that kind of stuff. She was never really um, wanting to make up with Kathy. Right, if you remember in Lake George, when Dr. V came, Teresa sat down with her brother and spoke with the therapist. She sat down with Melissa, but she never sat down with Kathy. And I remember Kathy felt some sort of way about that because she was just like, oh, you know, I came here. I drove five hours to be here with you and just try to make amends. And, you know, you don't even want to have a conversation in front of the therapist with me. Right. So and then if you recall the last episode uh the last season then Ka that Katzi and rosie were on the show which was uh which season was that i think it was season seven when Teresa came back from prison they went to that restaurant they went to rails and they sat down and then uh Teresa called them cancer and said you know i basically have no use for you guys like we'll always be family but i i don't need that in my life right and then this last um season at the season finale Teresa was talking to jennifer at the table and she was saying you know i'm done with my brother i'm done with melissa you know it's just like my cousin kathy when i said goodbye when i said i'm done it's like that it's done right so i think it would be a little weird if Teresa was trying to um reconcile with her family but if you really think about it guys she doesn't really have much family left and maybe she's realizing this because her parents are no longer here her daughters are really the only ones that are there for her but they're you know they're they're becoming adults like gia is an adult uh gabriella is going away um to college 
then you have Melania, who's like um, a teen, but you know, she's getting up there. And Adriana is, you know, basically like a tween, right? So I'm just saying, like, she is not like, obviously, Teresa is still very busy and she's uh, like a busy mom, but her days of just like staying home with the kids and just like everything being about the kids, those days are kind of like over for her, right? So now that she no longer has a relationship with Joe Gorga and Melissa, it's possible that Teresa might want to uh, reconcile with her cousin Kathy. I'm just wondering if she's trying to reconcile with them for the right reasons, right? Because if you really think about it, since Teresa has reconciled with Jacqueline, Jacqueline has been on like a PR campaign, just basically talking about what was going on behind the scenes with Melissa and Joe and how Melissa and Joe were manipulating her um, to, to not trust Teresa. That's what Jacqueline has basically been saying um, this year. Ever since her and Teresa made up, it seems like Jacqueline has been on this free PR campaign <laughs> to just talk about what Melissa and Joe were doing uh, seven, eight years ago, right? So it's possible that they're trying to recruit more people because um, I know that Kathy and, uh, well, we all know this, but Kathy and, and Rosie, they probably feel some sort of way towards the, the Gorgas, right? And I, I can't remember which interview it was but Kathy was saying like you know she doesn't really care about not being on the show anymore what she cared about was the fact that why did the phone calls stop between her and Melissa why did they stop visiting uh, her and just you know keeping a relationship outside of the show why did that have to also come to an end right that that's what I recall Kathy saying in an interview at some point in time so you know I also think that, you know, just to take Jacqueline's, um, one of her famous like lines that she said to Penny, do you remember Penny, Penny Drosos? I think they were doing like the hair care uh, party, like I think it was at Moxie's. It was probably season five finale, you know, when Joe Gorga got into it with uh, Johnny the Greek and they fought and all of that, right? So that season, remember when Jacqueline approached Penny and said, I need to talk to you because you guys have been like slandering us online and talking about my son and all of that. Right. And then Penny was saying to Jacqueline, oh, you know, there is a person that is feeding us all of this information and this person hides. This person is right here and pretends that she has nothing to do with it. But this person hides. And then Jacqueline said in her confessional, what are you, five? Are you five? I don't blame the other person. I blame you, right? So I find it funny when Jacqueline is saying, Melissa was manipulating me behind the scenes, right? It's like, listen, at the end of the day, Jacqueline, you're the one who had the relationship with Teresa. You had a relationship with her for like eight years prior um, to you guys even being on the show. And that was like before Melissa even joined the show. You had a real friendship with Teresa. So I blame you. I blame you. 
Even if Melissa did it, even if she was manipulating you behind the scenes, I blame you because you should have known what your relationship with Teresa meant and you should have not gotten involved. That's why even Ashley said, my mom, where there's a, when there's drama, she's right there. That's why she was friends with Danielle. You know what I mean? She'll never learn her lesson. And it's kind of sad to see that after like seven years of, not, of you not being on the show, that you have talked about Melissa and Joe so much. There's not one interview where you do not mention them. So they, they basically live rent free in your mind at this point. That's what I think. Let me know what you guys think when it comes to that. Do you think that that message, that post from Richie Wakili is uh, like an organic post? Or do you think that they're preparing for a storyline for next season in an attempt to take down the Gorgas? Let me know. I would be curious to know your guys' opinion on that. Okay, guys, there has been a lot of rumors circulating that there is trouble in paradise. I know I heard the story on YouTube and from other blogs. So um, people have alluded that the marriage might be on the rocks. But from what I could gather from Teresa's um, interview or podcast today, she says that she... Uh, her and Louis ha are really happy together, that those are just rumors, and that in fact they just celebrated Father's Day and it was very special. So now there's a picture that is circulating online of Louis, Ruela's sister, Veronica, with Adriana de Mora's ex husband. I don't know if it was her ex husband at the time, but. Um, I'm not sure if that picture was taken before um, the Real Housewives of Miami, um, you know, started, you know, filming or if it was taken while the show was on pause, because if you guys recall, the show was on pause for like a good seven, eight years. So, but I also believe that Veronica lives in, uh, in uh, Florida. So that picture was at some sort of event, I believe, in uh, in New York, right? So uh, a lot of people say, oh, you know, she kind of looks like, you know, she's cozying up to him or they look like they're lovers or like romantic or and I was just like, well, I don't know. I, I'm not seeing that really. I'm just seeing like a woman that is posing with a man on picture. So that's all I saw. But anyways, a lot of people have been saying, how come they have like, you know, this connection to the housewives, right? Because if you guys recall on the after show, Teresa talks and says that one of Louis' sisters um, came to one of her book signing and that she was a big fan of Teresa and all of that. And that um, other people like I think it was it Teresa who said this that usually uh, Veronica she never really likes Louis' ex girlfriends but she really loved Teresa and said that that was the girl for him. So, anyways, like there's a lot of opinion out there out there and theories, but there's one thing I wanted to bring up to your attention, guys. You know I reference very often the Dana interview uh, on her Patreon. So. Um, Dana had an interview in April with a gentleman. Um, I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna name him, but I'm gonna refer to him as um, Louis' former boss. And during that interview, Louis' former boss alludes to, um, you know, they're kind of like doing business in New York or New Jersey, I believe. And then at some point in time, there's um, people from South Florida, like a family from South Florida that gets involved into the business as well. And, you know, that Louis brought on 
allegedly um, as friends to get involved in that business uh, in New Jersey. So anyways, um, that family, um, they used to have a network. They used to have a TV network called VIP TV. And I was uh, surprised to see, like to still find some videos that are available on YouTube uh, from the network. They had like, VIP TV, VIP lifestyle, and the VIP lifestyle style thing was kind of just more like a reality show about them um, and just like covering them as a family, right? And they have like pretty like, uh, you know, like entertaining, I guess, like personalities. Like you see that guy, Joe Rubo, Joe Rubo, who used to be an actor, I believe. Um, he appears a few times on the David Letterman show back in the 80s. So he was like in that movie, Hot Chili, The Last American Virgin and like things like that. Right. So that guy is like you know the ceo of that network and he has a sister angela and a brother nick and another brother right but all of that information is not really relevant the only thing that is relevant is the fact that the um that nick and angela were friends with louis at the time and um they also happened to have that network so i was surprised to, to see that nine years ago um they had like a few run-ins or interviews with some of the housewives, right? Um, there's like an event going on at some point, like for like um, that movie, The Last American uh, Virgin. And then I, I believe like there's a book signing or like some sort of like event where there's like a whole bunch of celebrities. They go there and all of that. And Kim Richards from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is there. And she's like, oh, hi, I'm Kim. You know, I'm just like signing autographs or whatever. And then that guy, Joe, had this big um party like I don't know if it was a birthday bash but he had like this big party uh, in Florida where a lot of celebrities were invited and one of them was also Lisa Hochstein from Miami she was in attendance at that party as well and then I found an interview between Joe Rubo and uh, Lisa Wu from uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta so anyways I was like thinking wow okay well maybe I guess you know if they're friends like if Louis knows these people maybe it's easier for him to have access to you know because when you're friends with with people that have access to celebrities I'm assuming at some point in time you might run into them too right or become part of that cir circle so anyways VIP TV is no lo longer operating um, if you are curious to find out what happened to the network um, and where those people are currently, um, well, I would say you can just look it up on Google and see uh, what they have been up to in the past few years. So I will leave it up to you guys to uh, look for that. <laughs> so anyways, that's all I have for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, listen to me basically talking to myself for like almost an hour. <laughs> and um, don't forget to like, share, comment. I read all of your comments and, you know, thank you for the positive ones. And um, as always, be a fan, not fanatical. Ciao.